welcome to this week's episode of Abiding Podcast. This is a another part two to a series on engaging in God's Word. Last week I spoke about um, studying His Word and reading His Word and the kind of purpose behind doing those things and also a few little tips around that. This week I wanted to just... Um, touch on a couple other things that we can do to really engage with his word um one is praying his word and the other is singing his word praying his word is one that i think only in the last few years i've really started to engage in and i even recently for my birthday bought myself a book all about that by john paul jackson and i'm going to look forward to reading that soon once I get through the other books that I've started um but praying his word is the revelation of that has been so amazing of seeing something in his word and seeing maybe a promise or seeing something fulfilled and being able to speak that out in prayer and in and going after those things in the spirit and in doing so we're reminding God of what his word said, what he said, and kind of going, hey, God, you said this, and I want it. And sometimes, like, and that's not to sound like a spoiled child, but we are his children. And it's this thing of God has all these promises in the word over us. And the amazing thing about praying his word is not not just for us to remind God, but it also reminds us in our spirit of what there is for us. That there is more to this life than simply kind of like plodding along, praying and praying and praying, but like and praying for things that we want, but actually going, hey, I see this in God's word and I know that this is his his purpose that I know that he spoke this into being. He spoke it in his word, so therefore it, it can happen. One of the, I was reading um, Benny Johnson's book on communion, and in it she actually uses, um, oh, is it Isaiah 6, uh, uh, Isaiah 50, I think it's Isaiah 53, where it talks about the um, suffering servant. And it talks about the healing by his stripes and really kind of talking about what it looks like to pray, pray for healing, one, using communion, but two, using that passage as kind of an anchor point in scripture that it says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. So we can call down healing. We can ask Jesus for healing right now because it says that by his stripes, we are healed. So by the by the breaking of his body, we were healed. And that is just like one example. But also as part of praying his word, and a bit more of a contemplative action is to meditate on his word. And that is just to ponder on and let it fill our mind. Because the Christian form of meditation isn't to empty ourselves, but it is to fill ourselves to fill ourselves with the word of God, with what he has to say about us. Because it is so important that we get a better understanding of what he says about us. 
Bill Johnson has said it a lot. I can't afford to have a thought in my mind that Jesus doesn't have about me. And there's also the the element of uh, Wendy Backland. She's an amazing lady from Bethel Church. She wrote a book um, called Living from the Unseen. It's all about kind of how we engage with the Spirit of God and what that looks like and challenges some preconceptions, gives you little activations and little quotes. Each chapter is only five pages long. It's a super easy read. I couldn't recommend it more highly. But one one part of that that really stuck with me was where she talks about the power of our imagination. And one thing she points out is that our brain can't tell the difference between what really happened and what we imagined. So if I spend, if I fail once, but I imagine failing another 99 times, my brain thinks we failed 100 times. And so this whole, the, the whole point of like this praying and meditating on his word, there's an element of actually it means that we will believe even more the reality that that Jesus, what Jesus has said will happen. And it's so important that we dwell on things that are his word rather than dwelling on things that aren't. So right now we could be dwelling on the fear around coronavirus and all of that sort of stuff. Or I can dwell on his word saying that there is a hope in all things, that he works all things for good for those who love him. There are all these endless promises of he has plans for for us to prosper us and not to harm us. These are just a couple off the top of my head, kind of really off the cuff. But there are so many more promises in the word that we could be meditating on, that we could really be taking hold of in this season and praying into being with Holy Spirit. And that kind of, that can lead to, doesn't always have to, but can lead to singing his word. And one of my favorite verses, um, one of my favorite verses is around singing and about the, the kind of the impact of worship is Psalm 8 verse 2 and I particularly love it in the Passion Translation um, where it says you have built a stronghold by the songs of babies strength rises up with the chorus of singing children this kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you and for me the there's a couple things that I love about that. Um, but the one thing that stands out so much to me is that first line, you have built strongholds by the songs of babies. So often, especially in kind of the streams and the community of people that I walk in, I hear a lot about like strongholds of the enemy. Oh yeah, the enemy's got a stronghold here, he's got a foothold there. And we talk about all these different things of like, where he's been able to take hold of something. But we don't often talk about the godly, the kingdom strongholds, where here in Psalm 8 it says, he has built a stronghold on the songs of babies. 
And so the reason I bring that up alongside the singing of the word is what we sing builds a stronghold in the heavenlies. It builds a stronghold in the spirit realm. So why not make that so solidly built on his word where we're praying out and we're singing out of this one place, of this place of truth, praying out of this place of these, these are Jesus's words. And all we're doing is we're establishing them in heavenly places. We're establishing them in the spirit realm and taking background in the spirit. Because as it says in Ephesians, spiritual our warfare isn't against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness. So rather than worrying about the physical land that we're taking up, what spiritual ground have we got? And where are we praying to take more spiritual ground? Be that in your school where you're attending or where you work. Be that in your workplace. Be that in your home. Um, I just want to encourage you that, that... I think to some extent these are two disciplines that we... I think or one of the... Let me start that again. Um... Worship is something that we love, and we love singing worship songs from incredible houses across the world. But sometimes we forget to ask ourselves the question of, where is this in the Bible? Are we singing his word? But also, what are we establishing with our words? Because we sing the songs, we go through the motions, and we go, oh, I feel really loved by Jesus, and move on. But sometimes when we're singing something, if we really engage our spirit, we can build something. We can, in that moment, engage in something far deeper than we were expecting to at that time. The other thing that I wanted to raise is is that prayer is something that is so often neglected. And I know in my busy times in the past, I have definitely neglected that space for prayer, that space for Jesus. But there's also a part of me that loves prayer and worship. And I love when the two combine, where we are praying something out and then we're singing it into being by building these strongholds. There's a few people that I love because they champion this so well. One of them is Sean Foyt. And he, the first time I ever kind of saw him leading or saw him was able to be in a room worshipping where he was leading was at David's tent. And I think I'm going to dedicate one podcast to my experience of David's tent and what I learned and what transformed me about it. But what I love about his sets in particular is that he runs a, he or he founded Burn 24-7, which is a movement of little, what they, I think they call them furnaces across countries like we, there's a f quite a few in the UK but they're all over the world and these are these are places that will do like 24 24 hour worship for three days in a row and so whenever he leads it's it, it isn't just there for us to sing and have a good time there is always a way of engaging even deeper in the spirit and actually start praying for the nations praying for the city where you live and releasing, both releasing something in the spirit over your city, but also building strongholds for them. That was a little bit of ramble, just to kind of close that 
off. But what I want to say is that these two disciplines around the world, I think, can be neglected. That we can sing the most popular songs of the moment and forget that there's something so beautiful about just singing his word. Um, and also praying his word has a huge amount of power both in the spirit realm but also for us as believers that it releases something in the spirit because we're reminding God of what he has promised but it also reminds us of the promises of God and when we imagine the reality of that while meditating on his word we are most more like it builds our faith to believe that these things will come to pass and to close I want to leave you with this um this quote this little it was a little sermon snippet i saw of um of john piper and in his sermon snippet it's he goes um we how did he phrase it prayer changes things prayer makes something happen that if you didn't pray wouldn't have happened check that for a second if there are certain things in life that if you if you don't pray or there are certain circumstances in your life that if you pray could change in James it says you have not because you ask not it does go on to talk about the heart condition around prayer and the importance of the heart condition, but there is a real key element of, hey, if you don't ask, you won't get. So if your prayer life is non-existent and you wonder where the, like, the blessing of God is in your life, where the, where the or even not, not just the blessing, but where the presence of Jesus is in your day-to-day, -day, even in the lows of life, and you're wondering where he is, it's because you've not asked for it. You've not asked for him to be present in every moment. You've not woken up in the morning and gone, hey Jesus, today I want you. You haven't woken up and before flinging your cover off going, good morning, Holy Spirit. So I just want to encourage you guys to go away and to pray the word, meditate on it, sit, ponder and fill your mind with what he says both about you and about your circumstances more than what others say and what the media's narrative is over whatever is going on in your life. And now I want to encourage you to sing the word. I want you to sing into existence the, the strongholds of heaven over your life, over your city, over your nation because it's so much more important than you f than you ever realize i hope that this encourages you god bless you guys speak to you soon